Welcome to The Pew, the place where everyday guys talk about everyday things in front of the one person who can do something about it, Jesus Christ. Now here's your host, just a guy in the pew, John Edwards. Well, welcome back to The Pew, everybody. I am your host, John Edwards, and here across the table from me, as always, is my co-host and cohort, Victor Adams. John, you know, I was, again, I'm thinking something witty to say, but it yeah. just it, it <laughs> eluded me, as always. But, yeah. but um, Performance anxiety. That's right. But, um, but uh, what you told me about today, what we're talking about, I think is a very poignant discussion, because I think a lot of us have either had some point, something like that in us, or... Yeah. Or are dealing with someone like that at work or in a in a personal relationship yeah. where where and, and I know you get the title already that they may already know, but it's like you said self confident or arrogant. Yeah, or right? arrogant. That's what right. we're gonna be talking about today. It's in and, and I can, I'm gonna get into that in just a minute about why that came up and give some credit where credit's due. Uh, I was mm-hmm. at a local talk here and, and a priest was sharing that, so I'll get into that here in just a minute. Um, but first I wanted to say like if you're watching the show on YouTube, you can see Victor and I have on some of our our shirts, my microphone's in the way, but it's a Pew Ministry polo I have oh, over here. Sorry. Victor's got on the Just a Guy on the yeah. Pew Fishing well, shirt. We have a lot of merchandise on our website that uh, I'm not even sure that people are aware of. We sell a good bit yeah. of it when we're out and, and doing missions and stuff. And people do order some stuff online. I got a t-shirt order today and a fishing shirt the other day from somebody. And so we've got rosaries. We've got koozies. We've got handmade uh, coffee mugs with just a guy on the pew logo on it. We've got these shirts and we've got two different t-shirts, one of which is on sale for $10 right now. It's our original shirt. It's white. It's got the just a guy on the pew logo on the front and the back. And it's got our quote from Pope Benedict the 16th, the world offers you comfort, but you were not made for comfort. You were made for greatness on the back of it. So that's on sale for $10. That was once a $25 shirt, trying to clear them out for some new designs we have. But if you guys really love the show or ladies, and you want to support the show, uh, you want to you want to rep the show? Then you can grab any of the merchandise. We've got bumper magnets, all that stuff too on there. You can go to justagownpew.com and there's a button up there in the top that says store. You can order it; it comes straight to me. We'll ship it right out to you as soon as we get it. But all of that goes to support again the work of the ministry, which is going around the country and starting men's groups in parishes where they do not have one. Uh, as I mentioned on the last episode, we are now booking for 2024 and 2025. Uh, you know, this is this is the the heart of our ministry is going and helping men become the men that God calls them to be and building a place where that can happen. On our last episode, we talked about fatherlessness, lessness. We talked about um, how society is casting men to the side, and we can't allow that to happen. Men are vital to this world. God has made us to be the leaders, the spiritual leaders of our families and of the church and of the world. So. We have to accept that role, and the only way we can do that is if we have places where we can go and be lifted up with other brothers, right? Not to be celebrated in some manner, but to find a place where we can be real and we can be authentic and we can can come together to grow in our relationship with the Lord and with each other, where we can understand what it truly means to be a man and to have people to do to walk that walk with. So many of our parishes don't have these places. So many of you that have listened have invited us in, and we've been able to start groups there. We started over 24 groups last year, and we're working on more this year. I mean, by the end of this year, we'll have close to 40 we've started. It's going to be an amazing time this year and into next. So if you want a group where you can be yourself, where you can leave the mask at the door, where you can come into a greater relationship with 
with Jesus and with other men, have real authentic friendships in your life, then bring us in for a mission and help us uh, get into your parish to start a men's group there for you. We'll give you all the tools you need, the training, the structure. We'll work with you from the time you call until well, well after the mission is over if you need our help. So you can do all that by going to justgotinapew.com. There is a book me button on all of it. Not just book me, but start your men's ministry, all that all over our new website. Check it out. If you hadn't spent time there, it's brand new, and it's all about the work we're doing for men's groups. It's got testimonies of places we've been from pastors and deacons and all of that. So you can go and check out that work at justagownthepew.com and click one of the buttons, fill out the form, and we will get back with you about scheduling time to come to your parish and help you grow ministry to your men. Uh, last thing I want to talk about is DonorBox. That is the platform we use uh, for our monthly subscribers. Uh, we were once using Patreon. And the thing is, Patreon takes quite a big, bit of a chunk of that money, and it's not really catered for donations. It's more of uh, giving and then getting something in return, which you don't do with donations. So we moved over to DonorBox. It's DonorBox.org slash pew. You can go to our website, click the Donate button. But folks, 5, 10, 15, 20 bucks a month helps. It helps us in our mission. It helps us allow, it allows us to grow, to hire more people, to get the things we need to have to be able to build the ministry and to grow it out, to continue to follow God's plan for this ministry and for this work. Uh, there's countless testimonies I could share with you from people that have listened to this podcast or that have had us in for a mission or to a men's conference that have benefited from this, have changed their lives because of this. Victor, I'm sure you and I, I mean, both thought when we started this, none of this would have been possible. And look where it is today. And it's because God is the one in the driver's seat. He's the one that's given us the directions, and we're just trying to, to follow as best we can. To continue to do that, we need that help with monthly donations. So if you've been helped at all by the show, by one of our events, by anything we've written or done, then please consider becoming a monthly supporter. No amount is too small. I know some people think, well, I can't give 100 bucks a month, so not really going to be any help. A lot of people giving $5 a month adds up to a lot, and it allows us to do the things that God's calling us to do. So thank you for considering. If you have been donating, thank you for donating. If you're considering it, thank you for considering it. And if you uh, want to move forward with it, you can go to our website at justgotinapew.com and, and hit the And also button. subscribe and share that with other people. Yeah. You know, if that's another way to share you know, yeah. what we do. So that's where we would, would welcome that. Yeah, yeah, we're always trying to grow followers and all right. that, not so we can brag about how many people we have, but but just so the message of what God's trying to get us to share and, and what mm -hmm. we're doing for men gets out there to more people. So you can like our YouTube channel. You can subscribe to it. You can go to all of our, our different YouTube, or not YouTube, but uh, podcast platforms and like and subscribe to those too and share them with your friends. It's a great yeah. way to evangelize, uh, especially for those of us that don't feel comfortable doing that yet. Uh, you could share it with somebody and allow them to to be evangelized through your yes and through your invitation. So thank you for all of that. Again, you can find everything we're doing, the merchandise, the the uh, men's ministry uh, aspects, and, and coming to your parish, and the donations by going to justagownapew.com. So thank you again for listening to that. I know we can spend a few minutes at the beginning of shows you know, spending time doing that, but it's really the best time we have to get what we're doing out there and to invite people to, to be a part of what we're doing. So thank you for being kind and listening to that. All right, Victor, let's jump into the show. So you were talking about at the beginning. Today we're going to be talking about self-confidence or arrogance. Right. Like, which am I? Am I self-confident or am I arrogant? Because I think at some point in our life we've all like been oh, yeah. in that place where – I was an arrogant little son of a gun back <laughs> in the day in high school. I could – 
I ain't lie. I I even told this is so I'm so embarrassed by saying this, but <laughs> I, I actually convinced some of my friends that somehow I was related to Brian Adams, the, the Canadian singer? singer. Yeah, <laughs> like in like ninth grade because I was trying to impress a girl. Um, <laughs> was it the summer it, of '69? <laughs> no, it backfired big time. But like I said, you know, it's one of those things where you pretend to be somebody you're not. It's it's going to be found out. Yeah, know? right. Well, and that's I just think we're all in a point where like sometimes you you're really proud of achievements and things right. like that. And there's a difference of like you taking taking a, an appraisal of something that you've worked hard at and, mm-hmm. and saying you know I'm really proud of myself for doing that versus going around and telling everybody how great you are and right. and just being arrogant right and I was at a, a a local men's group that we started here in Memphis uh, I went over there they had one of their fellowship nights and it's a local priest Father Ben Bradshaw he's done a lot of stuff with the Theology of the Body Institute uh, he's a pastor at St Michael's he's a great friend a plus great, he's a, a French chef too so, yeah, yeah yeah he's yeah, a so trained he, culinary chef he's got he a knows lot of how to do that a lot too. of gifts and That's he's right. packing the house over there at his right. parish but uh, I went over there just you know I was in town and and, and thought well. You know, the kids are, are busy doing something. Angela's studying, and, you know, I'll, I'll break away for an hour and go have a cigar and a beer. I'd rather go do that mm-hmm. with somebody than sit on the patio and do it myself. So I go over there, and some of the guys that are leading the group, you know, I saw them, was talking to them, and said hi. And then Father was given like a 20 minute talk on leadership. There's about 30 or 40 men there. It was awesome to see it. Everybody's got a cigar and a drink and just enjoying the weather outside. And, you know, he started to talk about leadership, and he mentioned, he said, you know, that you could be an arrogant leader or self-confident leader. And, um, and he said, and, and one's going to be successful and one's not going to be successful. Mm-hmm. And he started talking about where self-confidence and arrogance comes from and all that. And I thought, man, that's a, a really interesting topic. So as we talk about this, I wanted to give credit where credit's due. I wouldn't have thought about even doing this if I hadn't gone and God hadn't led me to go listen to him that night. Um, but I'm taking some of the stuff he said and I'll mention that. And then, and then just kind of have been building on it, you know, for the show, for my own thoughts and our own experiences and stuff. But, you know, when I was really thinking about this, it's something he said, too. He said, self-confidence comes from humility and arrogance comes from self-consciousness or inadequacy, right? That's where the two are born from. Mm-hmm. And I found that so interesting because it's true. You know, when we're self-confident, it's because we're humble. It's because we, When you're self-confident, you're not out there having to brag and to show and to tell everybody everything you've ever done. Right. Like to be for me to be arrogant, it would be, well, look at me. I've got a podcast and I go around the country and I talk to people and look how many people I brought to Jesus and blah, 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 blah. That's not humble at all. In fact, and God's not going to let something like that last very long either. He's right. going to smite that kind of stuff. Right. But like to just simply say, like, I'm going to show up every day and I'm going to do what the Lord's asked me to do. And where I, while I might have doubts in myself, I don't have doubts in him. And that humility of knowing that like the work that's going on in me is not because of my own gifts or my own talents or my own. It's because of him and what he's given me. Mm-hmm. That's the difference in being confident, self-confident about what you're doing. Like, I feel that I'm supposed to be doing this because the Lord is working through me and I'm allowing him to do that. And I realize that it's him doing the work. Arrogance would be the opposite of that, right? And we can look in the Bible and see so much of of these things and different people who were humble and different people that are arrogant. We'll talk about all of that. But yeah, Victor, I just thought it was something that a lot of men have dealt with, and it's something that we need to dive into to really talk right. about. Well, I mean, what you're talking, I, you know, this came to me is that, you know, um, self-confidence is more is, is a preservation of knowing that I am not in control of everything. Yeah. I can do the basic stuff, take care of myself and all that stuff, you know, go to work and everything else. But a lot of things are, are, are in a sense, are, are unfolding before me. Yeah. And 
when they unfold before me, how do I react to that? Am I going to be, well, I did that, or am I going to take credit for it, or am I going to say, thank you, God, for giving this to me? Sure. You know, and then accepting it as a gift rather than accepting it as it always belonged to me. Yeah. You know, and I think that's the different perspectives of, of personalities that people who are on the arrogant camp are saying, well, I deserve this because it was always going to be mine anyways. Sure. So therefore, you know, when I got this promotion, it was only because of me, not because of everybody else that around me. Cause the you, blessings. Yeah, right, you guys you, are yeah. terrible, you know, because I work with people like that, you know? Sure. And then the people that, that get promoted or, or find some say, hey, this, you know, thank you for this, but it was actually so-and-so's idea and we just ran with it. So I want, you know, I know you're, you know, I got the notification of, of the thanks, but really I want this person to be identified as well. Yeah. That is a self-confident leader, like saying, you know, I'm only here because of other people around me yeah. or because of what God has given me or blessed me because I've stayed tuned into what the will is. Sure. You know? And I mean, that's, you know, I was looking at my own life because I mean, I don't want to sit here and talk about other people, you know, I mean, I can speak about my own life, but I, you know, as I look back at, at the time, I wasn't the good, you know, a good husband and father. And I mean, Angela may say that some of these days still, I'm not, I haven't achieved that yet, but, but I'm better than I used to be. I can tell you that much. And the, when I look back at that part of my life, I was so arrogant, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I was sitting there doing tons of drugs under everybody's nose, you know, could have been drug tested anytime at work and just, oh, that won't happen to me because things like that don't happen to me. And, um, you know, it was, it was my money and my job and I was the best salesman and everybody had to know it. And all my, all of my sales awards from Napa were on display, right? I mean, it was, here's my salesman of the year award. And here's how many years I've, you know, made it in my own division and, and made my quota every year. And here's how I've, you know, it was all about telling everybody how great I was. And even in sports and things like that, I had to be the best. I had to be, have people know I was the best. And the thing was, it it came from that place of brokenness and inadequacy is that deep inside I didn't have self-confidence. I didn't have any of that. And so I had to bolster that by, by pretending and putting on that show and that mask. And the unfortunate consequences of arrogance is it drives everybody away from you mm-hmm. because people don't want to be surrounded by somebody that's always telling you how much better they are than you or how much greater they are than you or look at me, look at me, look at me. People are, are, it's, are repelled from that. If you go in, in my house right now, I would dare you to try to find any of those old work trophies and plaques. I've thrown a lot of them away. And the ones I have left are shoved in some clo- some uh, uh, shelf in a closet that even as tall as I am, I could barely reach mm. because they don't mean anything. You know, yeah, were they achievements in my life? Yeah, they were, they were fine. They, they were good. They were celebrated at the time. But when I'm dead, none of that's going to matter. Right. Nobody's going to remember any of that stuff, right? And. And so, you know, I've run into people like that in my life. Like, I had a friend when I was younger. He was he was a really short guy, small guy. And obviously, he was very self-conscious about it. So he spent hours and hours in the gym to blow up to be as big as he possibly could because he just, you know, he had to show people that, that you know, I'm, I'm tough, don't mess with me, da 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 all this stuff. And, and he was very arrogant. He was always talking about how much he could bench and how much he could do this with and how many – push-ups he could do and blah 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 and you could just see it pouring out of them out of him like his lack of self-confidence mm-hmm. and you could see how painful that is for people and I know because I lived that in my life too with all my work stuff but we're not called to be arrogant and the Bible speaks you know a lot about arrogance right. I mean you see examples of it in and uh the Pharisees for instance you see examples of it with with Pharaoh, right? Old, old kings of the Old Testament, yeah, yeah, like refusing right. to let to do what God says to the mm-hmm. point of where, 
you know, firstborn children were killed and yeah. plagues and all those things because he was arrogant. I, you're not God. I am, mm-hmm. you know, and and you see it with him. You see it with Nebuchadnezzar. You see it with a lot of people. But the scriptures also talk about it a lot. Uh, one of the verses here is First Samuel two three. Talk no more so very proudly. Let not arrogance come from your mouth. You know, there's one right there talking about like don't talk proudly. Don't let arrogance come from you. Like. Be humble, and that's what Jesus calls us to, right, is that humility and that meekness. Um, Another one is, for by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment. That's Romans 12, 3. That's Paul warning us about arrogance and those things. Uh, Proverbs 27, 2. Let another praise you, not your own mouth, a stranger and not your own lips. That's Proverbs 27, 2. And then finally, pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. That's Proverbs 16, 18, one of the most famous verses in the Bible mm-hmm. about pride. But we see this as a struggle for all of us. And, and you know, we've been sitting here talking about arrogance and the downfalls of that. And again, you look at the, the model of humility and self-confidence, and that was Jesus. You know, amidst all of the attacks, amidst people trying to kill him all the time. I mean, we were I, we talked about this on the pilgrimage episode. Anzal and I were standing on this gigantic mountain where they were going to throw him over and and it says Jesus passed through the crowd. I mean, in that moment he wasn't going, "Hey, look, I'm the son of God." Right. And things are about to change around here. And if you guys are you don't stop this mess, I'm going to I'm going to every a lightning bolt's going to hit every one of you. No, he just simply said like, "I am who I say I am." And he walked right through it, right? And he walked right through it and it's because his confidence came from God, right? He knew who his father was and he knew who he was. And that's so important to what we need to talk about here today with about self-confidence and how that's the path that we need to choose is that humble and quiet self-confidence where we don't need to depend on people to tell us who we are and what, how great we are and all those things. Our worth and our, our confidence is found in God. Right. Well, you just said that confidence is, is found in God's love. Yeah. You know, arrogance is found in self-promotion. Yeah. You know, and, and we... Sometimes we virtue on both of the, you know, venture on both sides of the teeter totter, right? Uh, in many times of our lives, but is that all, the same as the seesaw? I think so. Yeah, that's this. I guess where I grew up. That's right. Teeter totter, but um, or maybe I'm just an old soul. I have no idea. Uh, but in general terms, it's it's like saying, okay, you know, your life is is in a balance every day. What are you going to do today? Are you going to be someone that lives for themselves or lives for others or and in that combination of like what doing what God's will is for this day to improve myself in sure. the eyes of God, and um, and you mentioned this earlier about the the one of the big uh, parables of the tax collector, uh, the ta- tax the tax collector and the Pharisees, yeah. right? And a lot of people know about that, you know, about how each perspective from a different person realized the taxpayer tax collector said, you know, I I'm I'm not worthy, I am. I've done horrible things. Yeah, have mercy on me. Have center, mercy yeah. on me. Have mercy on me, God. I, I, I don't deserve any of your love, but please, you know, still love me. Right, right. and that's that's the thing. I mean, yeah, that's in Luke uh, 18 and starts in chapter, in verse 9, mm-hmm. and and that's when Jesus is telling the, to right. the Pharisees. Like, it's he's talking about the parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector to the Pharisees. And it says, he then addressed this parable to those who were convinced of their own righteousness and despised everyone else. Two people went up to the temple area to pray. One was a Pharisee and the other was a tax collector. The Pharisee took up his position and spoke this prayer to himself. O oh God, I thank you that I am not like the rest of humanity, greedy, dishonest, adulterous, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week and I pay my taxes or tithes on, on my whole income. 
But the tax collector stood off at a distance and would not even raise his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast and prayed, O God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, the latter went home justified, not the former, for everyone who exalts exalts himself will be humbled, and the one who humbles himself will be exalted. Mm -hmm. And you see it, like this Pharisee sitting there, and he's just probably filled with his own inadequacies. And to make himself feel better, what is he doing? He's tearing down everybody else and talking about how great he is. And so many of us do that, and we're not addressing the real wounds we have in our life. It's never going to heal us. It's never healthy to be pointing out the the problems of somebody else and to be boasting about yourself. That's never going to fix anything. And Jesus is telling you right here, the, the the latter went home justified, not the former. You know, for the one who exalts himself will be humbled. There's going to come a fall, as it said in Proverbs and all that. You know, and what we read a minute ago with the arrogant. Mm-hmm. But the humble, that, look, that that tax collector knew he was a sinner. He knew he was broken. He knew he wasn't perfect. He knew he was far from God. But he had the self-confidence to simply say, that's who I am, right? Not bragging about it, not saying this is who I need to be. But he understood this is who I am, and I need God. Mm-hmm. And it's through that humility that you become confident. I mean, Victor, people ask me all the time now, John, like, how do you continue to get on stage and tell that same story? How do you continue to get up there and share all these embarrassing things like your addiction to porn and and how you talk to your wife and your kids and the person you were? And it's because I'm not that person anymore, right? I, I was humbled when I went to that jail cell and I realized that I had done a terrible job of living my life and that I couldn't control anything in my life, that he had to be the one in control and that I had to trust him. And when I started to try to do that and, and still struggle with that today, it was in that moment that I started realizing, you know what? I am who I am because of who he is, right? And he accepts me in my brokenness. Does he want me to be better? Heck yes, he does. Does he want me when I do get better at things to go on a mountaintop and shout it out to everybody? No. He wants me to just accept who I am and realize that he is who he says he is and I am who I who he says I am. That's where our confidence comes from. That's where Jesus found his strength. That's why mm-hmm. he always went off to pray because he wasn't concerned about what anybody else wanted of him, what anybody else, you know, he wasn't doing parlor tricks when people said, do a miracle if you're really the son of right. God. He wasn't into doing any of that stuff unless God told him to, unless the Father told him to do those things. And so everything that Jesus did, was only because the father had told him and, and, and asked him to do it. And he humbly submitted to that. And because of that, he knew who he was, right? This is who my father wants me to be. This is what he wants me to do. This is what I'm going to do. And none of the rest of it matters. And that's where you get that self-confidence from mm-hmm. that is infectious to other people and brings people, draws people closer to want to change their life and be like Jesus is that imitation of that humility, which brings you to that self-confidence it says, you know what, the the world's going to die, right? The the world one day is not going to be here anymore, and there's only going to be heaven and hell. And I'm going to do whatever it takes to get to heaven. And when I'm confident and that's what God's plan is for me in my life, then I can go out and live the way that he's called me to live, and it's so freeing. Right. And that's what people why people are attracted to it, because they see somebody that isn't worried. I'm not talking about myself. I'm just talking about people in general that are living this way are living differently than everyone else. And their confidence is in God, not in themselves. That's really the trick behind self-confidence. Right. Well, you know, another thing, too, even Jesus was with the disciples for three years, right? Yeah. But they were still kind of like infighting, like, who's the greatest? I'm the great, you know. You know sure. And Peter's like, well, I'm the leader, you know. And, and so even Peter was the audacious to say, 
be quiet, Jesus. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. But the thing is, is that talking about after, when he had to die. Right, right. Yeah. But the thing when Pentecost happened, the whole dynamic sh- shifted from from when they were scared, unknowing what's going to happen. Even though he appeared to them, they were still kind of like in a room. Yeah. You know, still kind of like, do we talk about this? What do we do? Well, you know, what's yeah, going on? Afraid. The Romans were are going to die get too. Us. And yeah. Right. But when when Pentecost came, you know, that self confidence in God's love and in, in Jesus' message grew yeah exponentially to where they all went out and spread the gospel yeah i mean and before then they were just kind of like just unsure of themselves well they trusted in they trusted in jesus and they saw it like of course their trust was was faltering when they saw him die on the cross as yours and mine would be it'd be very hard Mm -hmm. to sit there unless you were mary and 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 say you know i'm still 100 percent on board with this right i don't understand it and they were afraid but you're right. Like they trusted in Jesus, and what did Jesus do? He showed them that He is who He says He mm-hmm. is. That's the same thing that God the Father does. He is who He says He is, and so they had confidence in that, and that gave them the self confidence to go out because they knew who was standing behind them. Right? They knew who had their back, and that's the thing is is this life is not about us. Right. It's not about what we achieve and what we want and our plans and all that mess. It's about God's plan for our life and what he's asking for us and of us. And when we submit to that, then there is the power of the Holy Spirit that resides in us, gives us this supernatural confidence, which is more powerful than arrogance would ever be, right? And so that's the type of people that we're called to be. And, you know, Scripture talks about that a lot too. I mean, here's some verses on confidence. Proverbs 3.26, For the Lord will be your confidence and will keep your foot from being caught. Not you, not what you do on your own, but the fact that the Lord is your confidence and he keeps you from being caught is what it says. 2 Corinthians 3.5, Now that we are sufficient, and not that we are sufficient in ourselves to claim anything is coming from us, but our sufficiency is from God. That's Paul writing, right, to the Corinthians. That Look, none of this is about you. It's about him. And through that, you can be confident to live the life that you're called to live because of who's standing behind you again. Uh, Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Not I can do all things through John who strengthens me or Mm -hmm. Victor who strengthens me or through my own moxie and pulling up my own bootstraps. But no, through Christ who who strengthens me. Then finally, Jeremiah 17.7-8, Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. He is like a tree planted by water that sends out its roots by the stream and does not fear when heat comes, for its leaves remain green and it is not anxious in the year of drought, for it does not cease to bear fruit. Right? All of these verses are from the, the gospel, I mean from the Bible, Old Testament and New Testament, talking about where true confidence comes from. It's not about what we achieve. It's not about medals or awards or abilities or what we can do to ourselves. It's about simply surrendering to God. And as we said, Victor, you can be an arrogant person, a follower of Jesus, right? And sit down and tell everybody how great you are and how many things you do and how many rosaries you say a day and all that stuff. And guess what's going to happen? You're going to push people away mm-hmm. because they're going to say, I don't want to be anybody, anything like that. And if that's what Jesus Christ is supposed to be like, because we're supposed to be models of that, sure. I don't want anything to do with him either. But when you're showing up to be that self-confident person, that's confidence. I say self-confidence, but really it's that confidence in God that fosters your own confidence in going, you know what? I was scared before to pray at a meal in a restaurant in front of people. I was scared before to talk to somebody at work that's that, about our faith. I was scared to call out that friend in my life that's not living the way they're called to live. But now I can because at the end of the day, 
I've humbled myself before the Lord. He's given me his marching orders, and I'm going out and living them, not based on what I can do, but utilizing the gift that he's given me and and going out and confidently speaking about him because I know that's all that that, that's what matters in life. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, obviously, you know, we kind of know the the two difference. Yeah. And and obviously all of us, I would think, if we're listening to this podcast, want to be in the, the confidence of God's love. Yeah. And and to be in and to know that we're living in truth and doing everything we can by his will and living in that in the word as well. Um but sometimes we, we find that old man that creep up and said, yeah. I know <laughs> I know better, you know, you're not gonna do this or, you know, look down upon somebody with, you know, something else going on. And when that happens we have to immediately snap to and say, No. Yeah. You know, we, that person is is a child of God, just as I am, right. and, and I am not going to be upset or or that they're receiving more gifts than I'm receiving. I'm going to praise that, and I'm going to call them, and say, "Hey, congratulations on this promotion! Sure. Congratulations on on a new car or, or getting a you know a new house." You know, I think we, as the body of Christ, somehow we are competitive. Sometimes we have to realize we don't need to be, yeah, because we're all going to the same place, the same finishing yeah. line is the kingdom of heaven, and and to be confident for each other to 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 as Paul said, win the race. Well, and and, and one thing I would say here, like sort of how to section, yeah. I guess the show is. Not to find your value and worth and what other people think in the first place, because you're part of that arrogance is being like so overly concerned with how people see you and and how you want people to see mm-hmm. you. The only person's opinion that matters is God's. And when you start to shift your life to that way of thinking, then a lot of this other stuff that you were even wanting to be arrogant about will go away. Because you don't care what the person next door thinks of you. You don't care what the person at work thinks of you. You don't care about any of that because that doesn't define how you feel about yourself and who you are. All of that, your worth comes from God. That is the rightly ordered place to to find your worth. And so that's the first thing I would tell people is stop looking and worrying about opinions of others. I know that's hard. I mean, we want people to like us. We want people to think we're great. We want people to to think highly of us. But don't be overly concerned with that and don't go out of your way to try to make that happen. Just be yourself and be the whether you're in a good place with God, a bad place with God, be yourself and be confident in the fact that just like that tax collector, I'm a sinner, right? Have mercy on me a sinner. He knew who he was and he knew what he needed. And he had confidence in God that God would give him what he needed if he humbly went and asked him for that. So that's the same thing we have to do in our life is is trust that God is who he says he is and that we are who he says we are. And then let your actions and the way you live do the talking, right? You shouldn't have to run your mouth about everything in your life that's great and wonderful. People should be able to witness that by by the way you live and by the way people are affected by you and all those things. You know, arrogance is, you know, any, like I said, I mean, anybody that, anytime you see arrogance, it's it's always trying to overcompensate for a lack of something. Don't let there be a hole in your life that isn't filled up by God because that's where that arrogance is going to come from. So, you know, I would say trust in God. You know, if you're struggling with that, then continue to go to him like that tax collector and Lord have mercy on me a sinner. I don't know you. I don't I struggle to believe in you. Whatever it is that you need in your life and just go humbly before him. You know, Jesus was humble and meek and he went to the Father all the time to submit. What do you need from me? What do you want me to do? What are your marching orders today? How do you want me to live? What do you want me to do to these people to show them what you want me to show them? Obviously, I'm paraphrasing, mm-hmm. but Jesus went to him in prayer all the time, constantly submitting because he knew who he was 
because he knew who the father was. So trust in God more. Be confident in him and be confident that if you're following him, then that's all that you need to do in your life. So, you know, these things always aren't complicated or we need, you know, a roadmap to find it. But I do think, Victor, like you said in the beginning, this is something we've all struggled with at some point in our life. Maybe we're struggling with it now. And if we're not, we will at some point. You know, I've had all these wonderful uh, miracles in my life that God has made happen and helping me change my life and stuff. But there is still time where I'm in a car and I'll throw a judgment out about somebody or I'll say something to Angel's like, wow, you really you really get pretty prideful over there, right? Or you're a little big for your britches over there, huh? Letting this stuff go to your head. We're all susceptible to it. But just like anything we want to fix and get right in our life, we have to be pay attention to it, catch it, and choose to do something about it. It's just like temptation. You don't have to fall to temptation. That's a choice in the moment. Do I want to give into this and 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 into my weaknesses and all those things, or do I want to stand up and be firm and de- depend on the strength of the Lord? Right. It's the same thing in the battle of self confidence or arrogance. Is who do I want to be today? And realize it's not about you, but always it's about Him. So you know, if you're struggling with that, again, go back, listen to the episode, be honest with yourself about it. Give yourself, submit yourself to God like the tax collector did and just say, I need your help, Lord. I mean, that's his favorite prayer is, Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner, right? He has got to love that one because he shows up every single time that I've ever seen in scriptures or in people's lives when when they're bold enough to have that and confident enough to have that prayer in their life and to give that prayer to God. So, Victor, I just think as, as we're sitting here talking about self-confidence and who God is, God is our Father, so let's close this, this episode with the Our Father. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Our Father, Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Thanks for listening to Just a Guy in the Pew. To find out more about John Edwards or have him come to speak to your parish, group, or conference, go to justaguyinthepew.com or send us an email at justaguyinthepew at gmail.com.